Good morning and welcome to a Saturday morning, July the 2nd edition of the Christian Underground News Network. I'm your host, Kurt Chamberlain, along with your co-host, Pastor Dick Chamberlain. And we welcome you this morning to another hour of the study of God's Word. Uh, We've got uh, the topic today is going to be uh, one that has a lot of uh, Christians confused uh, and pastor is going to be kind enough to clear up uh, he's going to give us the real deal uh, strictly what the bible says on two of the most the very most important doctrines there are in the christian faith uh, justification and sanctification uh, there's a lot of confusion out there about those two things and uh, what they mean and how they work pastor has uh, been kind enough to put together an hour-long study on it and it's going to be some great information so uh, get your note-taking materials ready and uh, uh, we also hope that you're getting ready for uh, a wonderful fourth of july weekend where we celebrate our independence uh, from from the motherland (laughs) if you will and uh, uh, what what our great country has done over the last 248 years. And uh, we need to be in prayer for uh, the direction in which it's going now, uh, as many of you know. So uh, we hope you're doing that also. So without further ado, Pastor Dick, please explain in as much detail as you can the doctrines of justification and sanctification. What are they? What do they mean? And how do they work? Thank you, Curtis. Yes, you're right. Um, I'd like to entitle this from justification to sanctification. Um, People get these confused. In fact, one of the most perverted doctrines in the scripture by some church uh, groups uh, is the doctrine of sanctification. And, uh, and I believe with all of my heart that we have to study these two doctrines together. They're two different doctrines, but they're, uh, but they're extremely well connected. And they have to be. It's like love and marriage. Remember the song? You can't have one without the other. Love and marriage, yeah. love and marriage. Go together like a horse and carriage. Bet your bottom dollar. Yeah. You can't have one without the other. All right. Thanks. Thank oh, okay. okay. Stop it. Stop it. No, no verse two. No. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm, I'm going to first. I'm going to tell you. First of all, I'm going to tell you the differences yeah. between justification and sanctification and what they are. And the, I mean. I'm going to, t- uh, and then we're going to go between the two. Pardon me. There's a difference between the two. There's a difference between the two. Absolutely. Oh, okay. A big difference. And, right. But, uh, but they go, they're, they're extremely uh, well linked one to another. You can't have one without the other. You and then that's the truth. That's right. Right. So. Um, you can't have the sanctification without what you're saying. You that's right. Sanctification without the yeah, justification. That, and and sanctification doesn't uh, bring you justification, okay? Because okay. you can't have sanctification unless you first have justification. Okay. Okay, so let's look at the differences here. 
uh, real quickly. Uh, justification is about new life. And sanctification is about a holy life. Justification is about a birth, being born again. Sanctification is about growth. Justification is what God did for us. Sanctification is what we do for God. Justification is all about getting saved. Sanctification is all about being saved. Justification is positional and permanent. You can't lose salvation. And sanctification is practical and progressive. You're going to back up that first statement on uh, positional. Oh, yeah. Justification. Yeah. She was, I'm sure you are. Yep. You're going okay. to back up the fact that you, you say you can't. The Bible says you can't lose your salvation. That's right. Okay. Um, justification is uh, positional and permanent. Mm -hmm. Sanctification is practical and progressive. Mm -hmm. Justification is believing and sanctification is about behaving. So justification is a one-step process. And sanctification is practical and progressive. In other words, many steps to that process. Sure. Years ago, we knew a man by the name of Randy. I won't say his last name, but Randy, he was uh, he was sort of a, well, he was not saved. Let's put it that way. Right. That's the best I could do. And I worked with him, and I would witness to him. And, and Randy just would have none of it. He was nice about it, but he just did not want to have anything of it. Um, over the years, uh, uh, I went to a different company to work, and, and so we worked at different places, and so we weren't in contact with one another very much. And one day, um, uh, Sharon and I uh, were going to go to a place where there was going to be some evangelistic meetings, and we were going to help set up chairs for that. We walked in uh, to, to, to get to work and help with the, and who should I run into but Randy, my old friend. He had a strange way of expressing things. I got to tell you, he was different. But there he was, and I'm shocked. This old guy lost as a goose, a real reprobate. He's setting up chairs for evangelistic meetings. And I, and I went up to I said, Randy, what are you doing here? And he says, I got saved, I did. And he, that's exactly how he said it. Got saved, I did. And uh, I was, he, he told me about his uh, salvation experience. And he says, and you know what? I just keep getting saved her and saved her. Well, he didn't know what justification, sanctification was all about. But he gave you a perfect example of what justification is. I got saved, I did. One step process. And what sanctification is. I keep getting saved her and saved her. It's, it's practical and progressive. And that's the, 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 uh, 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 the connection between justification and sanctification. I wanted our listening audience to know that, that right, up, uh, right up front. So um, let's talk about justification first, shall we, Curtis? Um, look at Romans chapter 4. Romans chapter 4. And... We'll be in the New Testament uh, if you have your Bibles, and, and I'll give you time to turn to 
Romans chapter 4, um, verse uh, 25. Romans chapter 4, verse 25. It says, uh, it says this. Now, well, and he's talking about uh, the salvation uh, process. And he says, now, this, this was not written for his sake, that is, for the lost, but it was imputed to him. But for us, for, for us also, to whom it shall be imputed, that's eternal life, if we believe on him that raised up Jesus, our Lord, from the dead, who was delivered for our offenses and was raised again for our justification. And so our justification is based on Jesus' sacrifice on the cross to pay the penalty for our sins. And when we believe it, we are justified. The word justified means we are judged to be righteous. And the only way that we can be righteous is to have our sins washed away in the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why he died on the cross and was raised again for our justification. Look at Romans chapter 8, if you would, please. One of my favorite chapters in the Bible. Boy, one of my favorite. I call it the Holy Spirit chapter, okay? Mm -hmm. The Holy Spirit's mentioned uh, some 16 or 17 times in, in uh, Romans chapter 8. But let's look at uh, Romans chapter 8, verse... Uh, Let's, let's go to verse 30. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, and by the way, we're going to be a, we're going to do a session on predestination uh, real soon. Okay. okay. We've done one in the past. Have we? We have. I'd like to repeat it. Okay. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called, and whom he called, them he also justified, and whom he justified, them he also glorified. Look at all of the things there in that verse. And so um, we're saved by believing in the Lord Jesus Christ. And when we do that, we're, we're judged innocent. Yeah, verse 30 there puts it in, in the proper order also. Yeah, yeah, that's what it says. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, he also called. Now, did, did, whom he called he, them, he also ju justified. Yep. And whom he justified, them he also glorified. So you have to be uh, born again, yeah. saved. At that moment of belief, you're justified. That's exactly right. In right Christ. on. Immediately. And then you can receive or you get sanctification imparted to you. That's right. Sanctification is just what? You're, you're judged to be holy yeah. and set apart yeah. by God. That's right. Okay. Yeah. So justification is to be made alive and sanctification is to be made holy. Right. It's as simple as that. Let's don't make any more out of it than that. Look at Romans chapter 1. Romans chapter 1, verse 17. Uh, I got to read the preceding verses like I always do, but uh, Romans chapter um, 1, verse 14, the Apostle Paul says, I am debtor both to the Greeks, to the barbarians, both to the wise and to the unwise, and so much as in me, 
so much as in me is, I am ready to preach the gospel to you that are Rome also, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just, those people, people who have been justified by believing in what Jesus did for them on the cross, so, the just shall live by faith. So we can actually use the word justified in there. That's exactly right. Look at Galatians chapter 3. Galatians precedes Ephesians. Galatians chapter 3. I love the book of Galatians. It's about law versus grace all the way through. But Galatians chapter 3. Let's read uh, verse 11. It says, uh, uh, let's, let's read uh, verse 10 first. For as many as are of the works of the law are under the curse. For it is written, Cursed is everyone that continueth not in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them. And you cannot do them. Uh, and you still can't because you still have the sin nature. And so it says that. And then Galatians 3.11 says, But that no man is justified by the law on the sight of God is evident. For the just shall live by faith. You're not justified by keeping the law. You can't. I can't. No one ever could. Let's let's can let's go back to Galatians chapter two, okay? Galatians chapter two, and I know it sounds like we keep taking these out of order, but they're coming as I think they uh, go together. Galatians chapter two, verse sixteen. Um, it says this, knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by the faith of Jesus Christ, even we have believed in Jesus Christ that we might be justified by the faith of Christ and not by the works of the law, for by works of the law shall no flesh be justified. Three times in this one verse, it talks about justification, and it's all by faith. It's all positional. It's all uh, permanent. Uh, it's, it talks about a new life, a new birth, what God did for us and, and uh, how, how we got saved. And so it, it's, it, these are important verses. Uh, let's go to Hebrews, please. Chapter 10. Hebrews was written to Jewish Christians. I think it was the Apostle Paul who wrote it. Others might disagree with that, and that's all right. We're not told exactly who wrote it, but the style tells us that it's, and, uh, and doctrinally, uh, I think it was the Apostle Paul who wrote it. Uh, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 38. It says this, and it says it again. Now, now what does it mean now, Curtis? Um, it means not before and not after means right now right now exactly in the in the time frame in which we're living after we got saved yeah and he's talking to believing jews he says now the just 
And there's our word again. Those who have been justified, those who have been judged righteous, those whose sins were judged on Calvary. Now the just shall live by faith. Isn't that amazing? It says here, but if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. Doesn't mean they loses his salvation. It means that if you don't live by the faith that you have, uh, God has no pleasure uh, in, in you. And so understand that the just shall live by faith. Are you justified? Are you living by faith? Look at Romans chapter 3 again, if you would please. Romans chapter 3. Give you a moment to turn there. Romans chapter 3. Again, I don't know if you're supposed to have favorite books of the Bible, but you and I both think we like the book of Romans. Well, well, I love the book of Romans. It's the, I just love it. And it's I, the definitive book on Christian doctrine, in my opinion. It really is. Um, Romans chapter 3, verse uh, 24. Let's let's begin reading there. Verse 3. Uh, yeah, right there. It says, being justified freely by his grace. What? Justification is by grace through faith. Therefore, being justified freely by his grace, grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. You have to believe, uh, like 1 Corinthians says, in the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ to be saved. That is to be made just in the sight, in the eyes of God. Uh, let's continue reading. It says, uh, whom God has set forth to be a propitiation through faith in his blood to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God. Uh, to declare, I say at this time, his righteousness. Hey, are we doing that, Curtis? Are we as Christians doing this? And I think every Christian ought to ask themselves this question. Are we doing this? That he might be just and the justifier of him which believeth in Jesus Christ. And so what he's saying is God is the justifier. He's the judge. He's the ultimate judge and jury of our salvation. Right. Yeah, and that's what he's saying. He said uh, that he might be just and the justifier of him that what? Yeah, believe it. That does good works and lives us. Oh, no. To him that believes in Jesus Christ. He says, where is the boasting then? Yeah. Can you brag about well, justification? That, that's what he's really saying there is what good is boasting then? That what? Yeah. What good is it to you? Yeah, because you didn't get it. By yourself. It's excluded because, because you can't do it yourself. You have to believe and that's in Christ. And he's the one that justifies. Yeah, verse 27 says, Where where is the boasting? Where is the boasting then? It is excluded. By what law? Of works? Nay, but by the law of faith. Therefore, we conclude that a man is justified by faith without the deeds of the law, not by works, lest any man should boast. Yep. Now, now are good works necessary as a proof? Well, according to James. Uh-huh. 
That's exactly right. That's right. He said, therefore, we conclude that a man is justified by faith without the deeds of the law. And grace is, justification is only obtained when God gives it to you the moment that you believe. And at that point, you are judged to be righteous. Look at uh, um, Titus chapter 3. Titus chapter 3. Boy, I tell you, I love the pastoral epistles. As you know, I spent quite a few years in the pastorate, Curtis, and I had to live in in First and Second Timothy and Titus because these are epistles written to pastors in particular and to everybody in general. So now let's look at uh, Titus chapter three. Now this is an admonition for the pastor to his to his um, congregation, put them, that is the believers in mind to be subject to principalities and powers to obey magistrates, to be ready to do every good work. By the way, we're sliding into sanctification kind of easily there, aren't we? Yeah, a little bit. To speak evil of no man, to be no brawlers, but gentle, showing all meekness unto all men. For we ourselves also were sometimes foolish, disobedient, deceived. Uh, look at this list. Serving diverse lusts and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another. My goodness. What, what's going to take care of that? But after that, the kindness and love of God our Savior toward man appeared not by works of righteousness, which we have done. By the way, the Romans chapter 3 says it very carefully, for there is none righteous, no, not one, and there aren't. You're not righteous without the Lord Jesus Christ, and you're not righteous unless God himself has judged you to be righteous uh, by your faith. And that's what justification is, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy. He, sa he saved us by the washing of re regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. Now look at that. By the washing of regeneration, that's talking about the new birth, the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost, which he shed on us abundantly through Jesus Christ, our Savior. That's the whole warp and woof of it should wrap that up with verse 7 that being justified by his grace we should be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life you got ahead of me there didn't you why do you do that well i thought you were going to leave that verse out <laughs> no i'm, talking about, I'm talking about justification so so let's just let's just kind of review uh the doctrine of justification it's a one-step uh, process one-step process. You believe and you receive justification. That's exactly what it is. So all it takes is your belief. Yeah. Put That's your right. faith, your yeah. belief uh -huh. in Christ Jesus alone for your salvation. 
That's right. And you're automatic, and you're justified. And you're justified. It's as simple as that. Yeah, you were judged to be what? Righteous. And before that, you were not what? Righteous. Yeah, there's none righteous, no, not one. Yeah, for all of sin to come short of the glory of God. And that's the truth. And then it says, for by grace in the book of Acts, for by grace are you saved through faith, that not of yourselves. It's an act of God that you that you obtain, that God that God gives you. Uh, it's a position that God puts you in after you receive Jesus Christ. And it's like and it's like uh, a courtroom. You're on trial, folks. And once the evidence is there, and we're going to go into the evidence in just a minute, it's called sanctification. Yeah, you are judged to be righteous, and that is justified in the sight of God. I don't know how many times we said this on our on our podcast, but there's none righteous, no, not one, for all of sin to come short of the glory of God. And Romans 6.23 says, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Well, what is the gift of God? The gift of God is justification. It's he has now judged you righteous. And that's his judgment. And God cannot deny himself, my Bible says. And so when you are judged righteous, you stay righteous no matter what. But that's why we're going to teach in a few moments the doctrine of sanctification. So we're justified by grace through faith. Uh, it's something that God did for us, not something that we did for ourselves. Uh, it, it's something now that we're justified that we should live uh, by the faith. And Hebrews 10.38 also says the same thing. Since we're justified, we ought to be lived by grace through faith. And and uh, in Titus chapter 3, he, he finishes it off by it's all because of God's grace. Justification is positional. It's when God placed us in on the unrighteous side. I mean, placed us on the righteous side of the cross, having been unrighteous previously. It's a simple act that required Jesus Christ to pay the price for our sins. The Bible says he gave himself to be a ransom for all. Second Corinthians says, or he who knew no sin became sin for us, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. And so when we believe, when we believe, we are considered righteous, and that is justified in God's court of law. Simple enough? That explains it pretty well, Pastor. Now, I'm assuming that our next half hour, we're going to focus on sanctification. Right? Yes, we certainly are. Okay. Yeah. And by You want to do that after a short break? Let's take a short break. Okay. And we'll go into our second episode. All righty. 
Hang in there with us. We'll be right back. <laughs> 